Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to continue today with our review of the Penrith Panthers documentary all the way. We're going to go through episode two today. I watched it the other day, so I'm sort of going off my notes, but I really, really enjoyed this episode. Uh, we did a review of episode one a couple of days ago. I actually had uh, one of the guys from the content team uh, reach out to me and thank me for the podcast. I uh, said that they've been doing um, a lot of work uh, on that, so fantastic to see. Um, yeah, I, I love the product, the Penrith Panthers are putting out here. It's fucking unreal. And uh, episode two, obviously episode one, uh, that was about sort of a bit of the history and just explaining what the last, you know, 18 months leading up to the 2022 final series looked like. And then, of course, the week leading up to the game against the Parramatta Eels, which uh, didn't go all to plan, realistically. Uh, you obviously had the winger, Taylor May. He got sin-binned, uh, and then he got injured as well. So... It definitely wasn't perfect for the Penrith Panthers. They had to come overcome um, a couple of obstacles and whatnot. Uh, but they managed to win that game. And episode two, I thought was really interesting. I actually haven't watched episode three yet. I've still got to find some time for that. So we'll get that review in either today or over the next few days. But uh, episode two of all the way, uh, it sort of started with the Talon May injury, a grade three complete tear, uh, which you sort of see and you go, fuck, there's only three weeks left in the comp. Uh, surely there is no way uh, that they can get the job done. So that was a really interesting aspect of this episode, just watching the very positive approach that they took to uh, Taylor May's injury and how they sort of said, you know, we're going to do everything we possibly can uh, to try and get him back over the next, you know, two to three weeks, which I thought was pretty wild. Um, obviously, Taylor May, he didn't end up playing uh, in the rest of the season, but I thought it was really good just to get that behind the scenes view of, you 
you know, Taylor May going through that entire process, physio talking to him, explaining him to the injury, even just the behind the scenes stuff of getting him um, to go to the places that he needed to go. There was a moment there where uh, they asked for his name. He said, Taylor, and they said, oh, and that's your last name. And he was like, nah, it's my first name, blah, blah. Just those little things that, um, you know, probably don't mean much, but it's cool for fans to sort of see that sort of stuff and sort of see the everyday lives of the players, even just those little small things like that that don't overly matter. So I did enjoy watching that and watching the physio, the conversation that he had with Taylor May and just how seriously it's all taken and, you know, the physio off the back of that uh, that he had to do um, in the rehab group and whatnot. I thought that was really interesting. Uh, They had a Camden wrestling session, uh, very UFC sort of style. I don't know too much about the UFC, to be honest with you guys. Uh, but they had a session out there, and obviously they had a week off uh, after they won their first game. They had a week off before the prelim final, uh, which was something that I really enjoyed. I think it, we often speak about it quite a bit on Bloke and Bar, well, especially during finals time, and we'll speak about it a bit more during the season with buys and everything. It's interesting to see how teams handle, um, you know, a two-week preparation. Sometimes you can overdo it. Sometimes you can underdo it as well. It's about finding that real sweet spot, and I think that Ivan uh, did a really good job. Obviously, when we got to the to, to their next game, which ended up being the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Um, it was very interesting how the game played out. Um, obviously, they didn't start incredibly well, the Panthers, but they came home really strong, and um, it was interesting to listen to some of Ivan's comments throughout the week, and we'll talk about those in a minute. Uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed watching Ivan Cleary and how he dealt with the week off, their intensity at different points, the conversations they were having, uh, the fact that they moved Brian To'o to the left side and Charlie Staines onto the right was interesting. You wouldn't see too many teams make a decision like that, but that's the sort of side this Panthers side is, and that's how good Bizzer is that, you know, finals time with two weeks, you know, prep, he can just swap to the other side and be just as good. So I thought that was really interesting. Most teams wouldn't want to change too many things in finals, but the Penrith Panthers and Ivan Cleary, they've just got so many, so, so much confidence in their guys and, you know, in their representative guys like Bizzer that they can make a huge move like that and, you know, not much changes really. I also thought it was interesting listening to Bizzer and there was another, you know, there was there was a couple of things from training where Jerome Luai and Bizzer obviously defending on the same edge and you could see Jerome Luai sort of calling him out on a few things here and there. Um, so I thought that was really good to see and just the way that Bizzer operates at training as well I thought was great. Uh, you know, there was a scene there where he was walking around trying to jerk everyone up by tapping them on the shoulder. Just little things like that, but you need those sort of guys in your football teams, and it doesn't surprise me that Biz is one of those guys. I don't think that really shocks anyone, but it was just um, just those things that you really enjoy to see as fans that, you know, players would probably see it all the time and take it for granted. You had Biz doing that sort of stuff. The episode before, we spoke about Liam Martin being a bit of a pest. Uh, that's the sort of content that you want to see. I, I really like that sort of stuff. Um, now, obviously, in this session, Appy, he copped a bit of a shot, uh, flared up a sternum injury, so there was a bit of a bit of a cloud around him, injury cloud, so they pulled him out of their session, which was a little bit of a worry. Uh, following that, Viliami Kikau, um, he had sort of a high leg injury as well. Didn't look heap serious, uh, but they still pulled him out of the session. I'm sure that that would have sent uh, some worries through the camp, especially being Appy and Kikau, who um, they're losing at the end of the season. They now have lost them. Appy's obviously gone to the West Tigers, kick out to the Canterbury Bulldogs. So when you're on a quest to win your second premiership in a row, you've just lost your winger. You're moving one winger to the other side to have your hook and your back rower who, you know, for a lot of these guys, you know, they're obviously playing for a lot, but playing for these two as well because they know it's their last few weeks at the Penrith Panthers. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, we then got into the South Sydney Rabbitohs preparation and this was the bit that I loved about episode two. Um, 
the boys, when they spoke about whether it was Ivan, Nath, Fisher-Harris, whoever it was that was talking, it was pretty evident their thoughts on the South Sydney Rabbitohs, uh, that they're probably the best attacking team in the competition, which I think is fair when they're at their best, which they were at that point. Latrell Mitchell was tearing the competition apart, and I thought it was pretty evident that um, you know their entire shape was going to be built around Latrell Mitchell. Yeah, they stop him. They know they go a long way to winning this game of football. Latrell was obviously throwing those brilliant cutout balls and really catching sides short. Uh, so, scramble was very big. I think there was a quote from Dylan Edwards saying, you know, in this game, we know it's going to be tight. We know it's going to be close. It's going to come down to whoever saves the most tries in this game. So, obviously, it comes down to defense. But once again, those one percenters that the Panthers have talked about through episode one and episode two, uh, where you're just scrambling and you're there for your mate all the time. So, thought that was really cool to hear Dylan Edwards. It's good to hear Dylan Edwards a little bit more, too. You don't hear too much from him. So, I thought that was great. They then went through Viliami Kikau and Tiny May, Taylor May, uh, in the rehab and stuff and what they were going Going through, I thought that was good to see. Um, they then had, you know, we spoke about in episode one uh, that they had uh, the theme of Maverick throughout the year from their Kiama trip that we saw in episode one, and uh, there was the handing out of aviators that week. So I, I think the year before, whatever their theme was, they handed out the ski goggles that obviously became famous in their grand final celebrations. Handing out the aviators a little bit different, uh, but I thought it was a really cool way to bring the team together, um, and you could tell the players enjoyed it. You might say oh, it's a little bit corny or whatever, but you could tell the players embraced it. They enjoyed it. They were, they're still calling each other by their code names and all that, which I thought was unreal. A uh, little side story, Jerome Luai. He was obviously waiting for the birth of his third child. I think he said that uh, every time they've won a comp, he's had a child, so he might have to uh, keep keep getting back on the job every year about nine months before grand final time his little good luck charm so uh, it was good to see that other side of Jerome Luai I know a lot of people want to bag him and everything I personally I love what Luai brings to the game I love that he's a bit of a villain at times but I also love that he just backs it up yeah like he'll talk a big game and he'll he'll hand out some shit but I'm completely fine with him doing that as long as he backs it up and he always does so it was good to see um Mentioned Bizzer at training. I thought that was funny. I enjoyed that. Uh, they went into a camp the night before the South Sydney Rabbitohs game, which I like. I'm a big fan of camps like that. Obviously, coming off two weeks, they just wanted the entire squad to completely lock in. Uh, I thought that a quote from Ivan Cleary that was incredible. Um, he said, the second half is our time. The longer the game goes, the better we will be. And I think this has been a theme for a number of premiership winning teams over the years. I know the 2013 Roosters had something very similar. Um, and it was interesting to see how this game played out, uh, that that quote, the second half is our time. The longer the game goes, the better we will be. And the confidence that Ivan had in his squad, despite this game not starting overly well, um, he just trusted his squad that they would get it done in the back end as champion sides do. Uh, we had a, a little clip of the boys going for a coffee the morning of the game. Uh, it was good to see Nath Cleary kicking the ball around. Stephen Crichton was throwing it around like an NFL ball. And, you know, like it would happen to any of us, any of our mates that go and have a kick of the footy near a fucking pond, of course, Nathan Cleary kicks it in there. So the best halfback in the world kicking a ball in the pond. Um, just those things that make these players real and relatable, you know. And, you know, he's the halfback. He's the world's, you know, the world's arguably the world's best player. Definitely the world's best halfback, in my opinion. And, uh, you know, he had to go and get the ball himself. So it wasn't like they sent a trainer or they sent someone out there. It was just, hey, Nate, you fucked up. You go and get it, which I absolutely love seeing, as I'm sure it would be in most in most footy sides, but, but it is good to see uh, that sort of stuff and actually see, see the video of it. Um, I think it was pretty evident 
that uh, trust was a really big factor for Ivan leading into that game. Just to stay focused on your job at hand, scramble, trust the mate inside you, and trust that when you're scrambling, there will be a bloke next to you, a bloke behind you that is following you, uh, which, which I, I really enjoyed that theme. You know, I think it's, I think we constantly sit here with the Panthers and we think about Ivan Cleary and what they've achieved and think, fuck, they're just out thinking the room. They're coming up with new things every week. Mate, everything they do is just built off the, the basic fundamentals and just doing them properly. Uh, and it has been just so successful for them. Uh, the start of the game, uh, I think it's one thing that we sort of sleep on a little bit. Like Viliami kick out, obviously they, they love to shift the ball early to get a bit of an, of an advantage down that edge and get some momentum. But his defense in the grand in this game was fucking incredible. He was coming out whacking guys. I think he got put on report at one stage, uh, but geez, his defense, he's just so intimidating on that edge, and I really think they'll miss that this year. Um, they were down 12-0 in this game. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Down 12-0 after about 30 minutes or so, or something like that, I think it was, um, you know, which is a worry. But we go back to that quote once again, the second half is our time. The longer the game goes, the better we will be. And, you know, granted, it was 12-0. Um, they were getting pounded into the earth uh, by the video ref. I think they had four tries taken off in the first half, maybe three. Um, and I, I personally don't think any of them were tries, but it is unlucky when you get so close and then you get them t- taken off you. So for the Panthers to hang in there for that. Uh, but, you know, credit to South Sydney. I thought throughout that game they were winning the ruck. I don't think there was any real doubt about that. And then, of course, Appy Curacao comes on. It was so interesting to see the storyline of the week was, oh, Kikau and Appy, are they injured? You know, they're leaving soon. Of course, Appy comes onto the field, and he's the one that breaks it open. Viliami Kikau gets a quick play the ball. Uh, and it's not all about being the most damaging guy on the field. Sometimes your team just needs a quick play the ball. Kikau got it, and Appy, he broke it open with a fantastic try. And then Brian Toto, Bizza, playing on the left wing, comes up with his moment. Latrell Mitchell throws a pass to Campbell Graham. Uh, he gets a little rebound, catches it, and of course, that's the infamous moment where he, he essentially chucks Cody Walker uh, into Damian Cook, I, th- I think it was, that was in cover defense, and Brian Toto scores. So, despite being, in my opinion, the second best team on the field in the first half, uh, they went into halftime 12 all, which was crazy, considering South Sydney were leading 12 0. Uh, and this is where, once again, that quote that we're a second half team, the longer the game goes, the better we will be. Uh, that obviously played out in the second half, and they uh, they just gave it to South realistically. The momentum ran their way everywhere. It would have been a huge confidence boost for them to go get, get in at halftime and go, hey, we've played shit. We haven't really done anything we wanted to do. It's 12 all, and we've been pretty unlucky with uh, video referees and whatnot. And of course, they go out in that game. Win at 32 to 12. Uh, when you consider, like, for the last 50 minutes of that game, it was 32 nil to the Penrith Panthers. So, a uh, huge victory there for them. Uh, you had, you know, one, one big moment in that game that, f- that featured in this show Tane Milne, his high shot on Spencer Lenu, who we've learned over the last few days is leaving the Penrith Panthers. Uh, a big blow up there, and rightly so, because, you know, it's something that I didn't think about at the time, but. Yeah, Spencer Lenu knew straight away, fuck, this could cost me a grand final appearance here. This is fucked, you know. Uh, and he blew up at Tane Milne and, you know, r- rightly so. Thankfully, the boys came in. I thought it was interesting. 
you know, Jerome the lie came in, you could see him just grabbing and going, hey, piss off, you're going to get yourself in more trouble, don't be a fucking idiot. And the respect that Spencer Lenu has for his teammate Jerome Luai, even in that moment when he's furious and he wants to kill Tane Mill, and I thought that was really good. Uh, and then we saw, the last thing that we sort of saw was the boys singing this team song, and of course the guy leading it, Jerome Luai, I think he I think he called himself the hype man of the team, and I would completely agree. And this is what I love about Jerome Luai. He'll make all the noises. He'll be the one jumping up and down. He'll be the one in your face. But as long as he's backing it up, I'm all for it, to be honest with you. I think we need personalities like his in rugby league. Is he perfect in everything he does? No way. Uh, but in order to be a character in rugby league, I think you have got to mistakes, make mistakes here and there. Was Joey perfect in everything he did? No. Uh, but we still love Joey for everything that he did. He was competitive. He would walk into rep camps and he wouldn't talk to other halfbacks. I feel like if Jerome Luai walked into rep camp and wouldn't talk to other 5'8s, we'd absolutely crucify him. But because it's Joey, we sort of sit there and go, wow, what a competitor. How impressive is that? So it sort of goes both ways, I think. And I, I think we need to start to look at Jerome Luai and the way that he does things a little bit differently. And I, I think that this uh, this documentary is a really, really – it provides a number of good examples of that, which I really enjoyed. I'm not telling you to like him, but you've just got to respect him for what he does, what he's done the last two years, uh, what he did in 2020 after the grand final, his interview. I've said it a number of times. He just said, this fucking sucks. I hate it. But I'm going to bottle this up with my teammates and we're going to come back bigger and better. They've won two premierships on the trot since. Took Samoa uh, all the way to the World Cup Grand Final after getting smashed in the first game uh, by 50, 60 points. So credit to Jerome Luai. I just think he needs a little bit more respect than what he gets. Episode 2 was a cracker. Really looking forward to Episode 3. Hoping to get to watch it today or tomorrow and then do a review for you guys. Obviously the Grand Final episode. So that'll be super, super exciting. Really looking forward to reviewing that one. And shout out to the Penrith Panthers and their media team. Uh, what they're doing is incredibly impressive. And I think that more teams uh, need to follow this lead. And I think we need to see more and more of this uh, within the rugby league community and from teams. It's great to see. I think we've got a documentary on the Dolphins coming soon, Dawn of the Dolphins. Really looking forward to seeing that. And hopefully it's done as well uh, as what all the way is for the Penrith Panthers. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.